God bless you, everyone. I want to welcome you today to our beautiful kitchen. We're getting ready to step into another episode of Kingdom Concepts, and this subject matter today is a very, very important one. Today, we're going to be talking about divorce and blended families and, you know, being, uh, you know, uh, remarried, because this is a subject uh, that you don't hear too many churches talk about. Mm -hmm. There was a time when you know, in the church where people treated divorce like it was the unpardonable sin. I mean, they would forgive you for killing your spouse, but not divorcing them. Yeah. And um, I think that what a lot of people need to understand is that there's life after divorce. You know, it's sad that divorce happens. We've never been divorced. Uh, we were close to it. But, you know, we know so many people. We've ministered to so many people uh, that have gone through divorce. Sometimes not just once, twice, three times even. And, uh, you know, and there's there's things that you deal with when you've walked that out because uh, of the dynamics that take place. You know, sometimes there's infidelity. Sometimes there's just a, a hatred. Sometimes you got people that just, they, they got married and they never should have been married. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of hurt that a takes lot of hurt. Right? And I, I think, too, um, it needs to be said that, um, you know, why are we talking about divorce in a church? You know, this is a church program or however you want to call it. Um, but the reality is that divorce happens in the church just as much as it happens in the world. That's and, uh, 50% of marriages end in divorce, and it's the same statistic for, for church people. And unfortunately, that's the way it is. And, you know... Um, Blended families is it, so important to talk about, you know, and obviously we're not going to be able to touch on everything that we would like to in 20 yeah. minutes, but I hope that what we say can, can help a little bit. And, you know, one of the things that you always say is there is life after divorce. Um, there is life in when you have to be remarried. You know, maybe you're, you have to be remarried not because of divorce. Maybe uh, you're a widow and, and you a widower and you become, you get married again. Um, blended families happen. You know, it's my kids, your kids, and sometimes we have our kids. And um, navigating that, you know, navigating how to have a blended family under the Lord, that, that's really important. Yeah, I think that, you know, as we seek God, you know, I mean, God says in His Word that He hates divorce. And it, He didn't say, I don't forgive divorce, but He says He hates it because, again, like we discussed in a few episodes back, that you're one flesh. When you get married, you become one flesh. And when you have divorce, there's a tearing that takes place. Mm -hmm. um, and God can heal the wound of yeah. that. But the effects of it, sometimes they, they hang on to people. Uh, they hang on to children. Um, and, and if you don't have the Lord to help you, man, you, you can relive that hurt in every other relationship that you come into contact with. I really feel like it's important to make sure if um, there is a divorce or there is a separation uh, in a marriage or, or even um, you become widowed, the most important thing, you know, if you hear anything that we're going to say today, please make sure that you're healed from that situation, healed whole and well from that situation. I, I hear um, a lot of times, you know, the whole line, uh, oh, you complete me. This person completes me. This person it, it, with him, he's my other half. And, you know, I always um, joke with you. Never say that to me. You know, I, I, I'm a whole person. You're a whole person, and together we're a better. We're better. But you don't want somebody that 
needs you to be whole. You, you don't want that. And so make sure that, that you are healed up from everything before you even begin to ask the Lord for a different relationship or a, yeah. a different spouse. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not healed and whole and well from whatever the situation was, whether it was divorce, whether it was uh, um, you your spouse um, died, whatever it was, you need to be whole and well before you go into another relationship. And I really feel like if you're not, then whatever happened, obviously not not the widow part, but whatever happened, you'll just take that into another relationship. Yeah, I think it was Buck Rubanzai said, you know, wherever you go, there you are. <laughs> yeah. And that's so true, you know, I mean, and, and you have people that will, that sometimes they suppress those hurts mm -hmm. and those things that cause that separation. And they wind up in another relationship, they get married, and then certain triggers, mm -hmm. you know, certain things will, will, will be a trigger that, that, that causes them to have a familiarity. And they're like, oh, I remember when I felt like this before, and they go back to that last person they were with. Oh, I remember, you know, when I, when I had this impression, or oh, I remember when this was done before, and they go to the extreme because they've never been healed of it. You know, and if you've gone through divorce, just know this, that number one, God forgives. You know, he, he, he forgives. You, if you repent and ask me, Lord, you know, you know, heal me of this. He will. He loves you so much, and, and God will restore you. You know, we've, we've counseled so many people. I mean, my mother and father went through divorce, and I've seen so many challenges. I mean, I, I remember used to cry out for my father, you know. When I was upset with my mom, I cried out for a man I didn't even really know. You know, didn't, didn't have a strong relationship with him. But part of me wanted that. And so, you know, you understand that, that with divorce, again, it, 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 its effects go far and wide. But we've also seen the beauty the beginning again of yes. God giving people, yes, you know, beauty from the ashes. Okay. I mean, and there's a scripture that you know we want to share with you guys today. It's found in Isaiah 61, and it's verse three and four. And man, this right here, we have a friend of ours that went through a yes. terrible divorce, and uh, I mean, it was horrible. Just so many things were just done wrong to this individual, and we watched them hold on to the word of God. Mm -hmm. We watch them hold on to their integrity. We watch them just throw everything they were on the Lord. I mean, they, they just fell into his comfort. They fell into his, his ministry of peace. And we watch God turn things around to where the testimony that this individual has today mm -hmm. is so powerful. And this scripture is what comes to mind. Well, well, key point, they held on to the Lord. Yeah. Not onto their hurt, not into the disappointment, not onto what was done. They held on to the Lord. I feel like their situation would have been completely different if they would have held on to hurt and held on to anger, held on to, you know, that resentment, whatever, yeah. you know. Although all of those feelings were valid, they held on to the Lord. They would have lost everything. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and again, divorce, it, you know, it tears. But uh, here in Isaiah 61, turn your Bibles with us to this scripture. Verse 3 and 4, it says this. It says, To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes. He says, and the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified, and they shall build up the old waste. They shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the waste cities, 
the desolations of many generations. Again, you know, when divorce happens, it affects go far and wide. But at the same time, when God heals and when God restores a person, because some people didn't want, we've known so many people that didn't want divorce. They fought hard for their marriage. They stood. And what's sad is that sometimes, we're not the answers for everything, but sometimes bad things happen to good people. And sometimes you have people that are all in, but the person they marry isn't. And, 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 and things just go a different way. I've also known people that the marriage was so horrible. I mean, they married a monster. And I heard somebody say this one time. They said, the only thing that was worse than my divorce was my marriage. <laughs> you know? And, and they just, you know, they, it, was just, it was horrible. They were like, they were like God, I'll, 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 I'd rather ask God to forgive me for divorcing this person than stay with them. And, uh, and divorce is something that we've never counseled anyone for. And the reason why we didn't is because, number one, we know God hates it. But number two is because we know that we were at the point of divorce. And God knows that people looked at us and were like, they're done. We thought we were done. We thought we were done. But when we allowed God and his word to take center stage, I mean, we have a marriage that this, this scripture applies to us. Man, God gave us beauty yeah. out of the ashes, the, the things that we destroyed. And because of that. It was that, like, like, not ashes. It was like crisp. Yeah, it was like. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but out of that, though, he says that you'll be the one to help restore the desolation of many generations. You know, to where, where God was able to bring something beautiful mm -hmm. out of this. And we've seen that happen for so many people, Amen. you know. And you know what? The, like I said, you know, the most important thing to make sure that before a remarriage, you know, you know, make sure you see God. You know? Oh, gosh, pray. <laughs> what did you say? You said, don't marry the same mistake and don't be the same mistake. Yeah, and don't marry a good-looking mistake. <laughs> good mistake. You know, I have looked, you know, well, they were good to me. Oh, they were kind to me. Oh, they, they treated me like this. They treated me like this. You know, and when and whenever you have a blended family, you know, you have, um, he has kids or you have kids, you know, you uh, wonder, well, okay, my first thing is, okay, well, how, how does he treat your children? Mm, yeah. Well, what do you mean? Well, how does he treat your children? Does he Does he love them? Um, I don't know how many times it just wasn't even a, a thought. It's like, well, they treat me good. They, they love me, but are they going to, and, and my, my uh, comment back to them is, well, how do they treat your children? Are they going to love your children? Are they going to love them like their own children? Or do they just love you and tolerate your children or wish your children weren't around? Gosh, that is so, so important, yeah. you know, and vice versa. Are you are you going to be able, maybe he has children and you don't. Are you going to be able to love his children like your own children? Are yeah. you going to be able to to love them as your own? And and let me tell you, women, right now, and, and men too, if there is a person that loves you and claims to love you and they do not love your children, they do not want to raise your children with you, and that, that is not the person for you, you when they marry you and you marry them, you're marrying a family unit. It is not his kids, my kids. It is our children. I'll tell you, it's the saddest thing to when I see a uh, a child. And those kids, they know. They know. They know. They know, they know rejection. They know rejection. They know and acceptance. Exactly. And it's the saddest thing to, to see a, a person. Oh, well, we go on vacation together. Me and my husband go on vacation. He treats me good. He takes me here. It's like. Well, what about these kids? Do, are you are you do they love you love them? And so please, before you think even about remarriage, understand that the the way that that person treats your children, it should be 
other uh, um, second to do they love God? And, and not only do they love God, but do they live for God? That yeah, you know, a lot of people love God, or they say they love God, but to love God is to love what He loves and hate what He hates. So you have to find somebody that's going to love your children and treat them like a, like a godly person would. Yeah, and, and it's you know, remarriage. You know, it's a beautiful thing. It is. Because your life doesn't end after divorce, like you've already said. You know, and, and when God directs you to that right person, you know, and they're going to love everything about you. They're going to accept everything about you. And the thing is that if God brings someone into your life, you know, in, in, in marriage, they're going to compliment you. They're, they're not going to, you know, when God puts a relationship together, whether it's the first one or, you know, your second one or whatever, it God doesn't give that person to you with a paper that says instructions included, you know, some assembly required, you know, it's like that person's not going to come with some assembly. They're going to be everything that you need and you're going to be everything that they need. Now there's some growing. Because yes. you grow together. Yeah, you grow together. But, but you don't marry a project. No, you don't marry no. a project. And, and this is the thing is when it comes to children, you think about how many times as pastors we've counseled people and we've heard people say, uh, that when it comes to blended families, how many times have we heard people say that uh, the problem is someone saying, you know, don't be talking to my kid like that, oh, or don't discipline my kid, don't yeah. touch my kid, don't my kid, don't mind this kid, and it's like, and they, 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 they draw bring line. division. They bring the they're setting the marriage up for failure. They're setting their spouse up for failure uh, or, because okay. they let the child know that this person does not have a voice in exactly. your life. And not only do, are they setting up the child for uh, for failure, but they're also um, sh they're also showing that that other person, you know, they're not supposed to love you because they're not they're you're not theirs. You're only mine, and that's horrible. Well, that selfishness, you know, what it really comes down to. This is my opinion: is you're practicing divorce. Oh wow. You know, you're, 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 you're setting yourself up for another failure. Mm. And, and that's not something that God wants. God, mm. God wants us to learn. You know, if you've been married before, learn from it. Yeah. Don't marry somebody like the person you married last time. I, I, I've known people that have, they, I had, I had a, one of my spiritual sons. He told me, he said, you know what? He said, I always marry crazy ladies. He said, every woman I've ever married is crazy. He said, the next person I marry is someone that you pick up. <laughs> We've had a few people tell us that. And, and and that's literally how they felt because they they always wound up going in a direction, you know, with someone that didn't want to go in the same direction with yeah. them. You know, and it's sad, you know, but, you know, um, God can, can turn things around, you know, and he can do it so that what's happened before doesn't happen again in your life. He doesn't want you to have a repeat or a three-peat. That's not God's will. Mm -hmm. And so... You know, if you've gone through divorce, you know, learn from that relationship. Learn what you liked. Learn what you didn't like. You know, learn what brought out the best of you. Learn what brought out the worst. And before you consider marrying anybody, make sure that you ask a ton of questions. There's a yes. lot of things. If there's a time to ask and learn things, you want to find out before your wedding night. Amen? You know, I I know that, like, um, you, you have two brothers, and you had a stepdad, and he didn't have any children. But I always told you this, and this isn't now the case now. Now it's a lot different, but, you know, 30 years now with you, I, I always uh, marveled at the difference between your relationship with your stepdad and the relationship with your brother, your other two brothers and the difference. And I said, you know the difference, Josh, I said, is that when he came into the picture, you wanted a dad. 
Since yeah. you wanted it, and you reached for him. And I said, and your brothers didn't. Now they have, I mean, yeah. now one of them lives with them, the other one, they go visit them all the time. It's different. But growing up, you wanted that relationship. So, you know, parents, if, if maybe you're in a situation to where your um, child isn't wanting a, a, a this other person, you're not my dad, you're not my mom kind of thing, you know, sit down, talk about it. You know, they don't have to uh, accept them as that person. They already have another father, but they need to, to have that respect. And with that respect will come love, it will come a relationship. And them teaching them that it's important to want that relationship yeah. you know even if it starts off with you know what i don't need another dad i don't need another mom but you know what it's okay for friends you know start off as friends because it is difficult to show up in this kid's five six years old seven or, or even a teenager oh yeah. man a teenager and all of a sudden you have a new daddy or a new mommy that's difficult you know start off as being a friend but you know, parent, don't be yeah. friends and not parent and just start off as friends and allow God to allow God to put that love in there and allow God to show you how to be the parent for those, those yeah. children. And, and it takes time to earn trust. Yes. You know, if, if you're, if you're a, a, a new parent, you know, you've, you've married into a blended family, you know, don't be demanding, mm -hmm. you know, that person to trust you, you know, you show them you, they that can. they can trust you, you earn that trust and, and when it comes to God, God totally understands blended families because Jesus was a part of a blended family. Yeah. Joseph was not his biological father, you know, and Mary, you know, the Bible, you know, we know from the word of God that, you know, she had, you know, other sons and she had daughters and those were Joseph's children. You know, Jesus had the same mother, but they had a different father, you know, yeah. what Mary conceived, you know, Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So he understands mm -hmm. You know what it is to be in that family and and you never hear about any disunity mm -hmm. and, you know i mean if anything you know they were always looking out for him when he was preaching remember his mom and his brother showed up you know and and and, and they were there they supported him there she was there you know when he when he rose and so i think that when it comes to blended families you know you have to understand that it's one family mm -hmm. you know i would totally drop the whole step thing because anytime you do i mean about, you know, stepchild, stepdad, stepmom. It's like step what? You know, yeah. step on. You know, <laughs> step up. You know, what, what kind of step are you? You know. So I think that you need to, that you need to look at a blended family as you're one family. You know, you're you're one unit. Mm -hmm. You're all in, and that no family member, whether child or adult, amen, is different than anyone else. Mm -hmm. That when you, if you come into a marriage covenant. You should all be one. Amen. You know, yeah. I had 14 brothers and sisters. Yeah. The last um, four, we were the four babies. We weren't blended per se as the fact that um, my dad, my dad, my mom didn't have kids. My dad did. My dad had 10 kids before my mom. And then um, he did divorced her and then married my mom. She had four kids. And I remember my dad would take us on every Friday. We'd go to eat pizza. He'd go pick up his other kids and we'd go eat pizza together. And uh, my dad would not allow us to say half brothers and sisters. It, it, we were like, oh, they're from that lady or they're from the other mom. Um, my dad would say, no, these are your brothers and sisters. You're not half brothers. And sisters. That's your brother and sister. And it's so um, funny now because we're, like I said, there's 14 of us. Two of my brothers and my mom's beautiful work. But when we see each other and we talk to each other, it's not, oh, 
half brothers or that's my brother, that's my sister. My dad did a good job of that. He did. Yeah. Amen. Thank you again for joining us today. We're just so blessed. Amen. That you've been a part of this kingdom concept teaching. I, I know that this is a it's a touchy subject. But it's, it's one that we need. It's a discussion we Amen. need to have. We need to have it. Yeah. So we're glad that you joined us for it today. God bless you. We love you much. And we hope to see you guys again soon. Amen.